six-pack double feature presents Pick 6, where the guys round out a top five list with one extra. Horror, sci-fi, crappy sequels, all the titles you know and love, plus beer. Tell us your picks, guys. Hey. Hi. What is up? It's been a couple months. <laughs> yeah. I don't it's remember. Been, it's been a few. Christmas, I think, was the last time we sat down. <laughs> it was early December, yeah, I think so. It was a while ago. It sure was. I just wanted to hear that. <laughs> I love that. Well, oh. We can't talk about this list until my notes come up with your slow ass internet. So that's okay. I've got I've, <laughs> I've got a funny story I was going to tell you. Oh yeah. Uh, recently, uh, <laughs> uh, it was late at night. We were sleeping, and um, a couple years ago, through our neighborhood, there was a guy serially, serially. There was a guy going around a lot, and he was uh, breaking into people's cars, houses, sheds, and stuff. A serial burglar. burglar. And, Burgle. And it was about 2 or 3 in the morning, and our dog started, like, whining to go outside. And uh, Jamie got up and let the dogs out. And I was like, whoa, that was brave. What if there's, like, a skunk out there? Because that's also happened in the last couple of years, many skunk sprays. And uh, she it's was gone. Those fence don't keep the skunks out, do they? No, they don't keep the burglars out either. She uh, she came back after what seemed like many minutes because I was in and out of sleep. And I was like, you didn't let the dogs out, did you? And she was like, yeah, I did. I let them back in. Everything's cool. And I was like, oh, okay. But the little seed of the guy in the backyard stealing shit was still in my brain. And I went back to sleep. <clears throat> uh, I didn't know I was back asleep. And I had to, uh, dreamt clearly that i went to the back door and i could see him climbing over the back fence and in my dream mr get bad i went hey motherfucker and my brain evidently i sent enough power to my brain to be mr get bad uh my brain had get enough, bad. my getting bad jack <laughs> uh my brain had enough extra power left over to actually manifest that into reality and make me talk in my sleep, which translated into, <laughs> which is dream language, evidently, for hey, motherfucker. So you did two different versions of Richard Pryor, either good, bad, or the uh, the, the, the other, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> not, not on purpose. And then the next day, I was... Uh, so the next morning, I was sitting in the dining room getting ready for work, lacing up my boots, and I it, I remembered it. And I said, "Hey, do you remember? Do you remember this morning when I went?" Ah! And Jamie went, "Sure do." <laughs> Care to explain that? <laughs> Is what it was. What are you drinking over there? I'm, what are you? I'm drinking a cider. The Blake's. Hard cider, American Blake's apple. Cider? I'm just Blake's Insider. Yeah, nice. I have just a PBR over here. I, uh, I, uh, it was a good one. Yeah. I, uh, been laying off the booze here for the most part, for a decent part anyway, here lately, and I'm continuing that. Uh, something we should probably get out of the way here at the top, gang. Uh, Nathan and I have uh, kind of decided to, uh, if for nothing else, put the show on hold for an indefinite period of time. Uh, if not outright, just kind of right off into the sunset. But we're going into a sabbatical that may or may not end. <laughs> yeah. Nathan's joining a commune. Next uh, week. Yep. Big, bald hippies. Got to a point where we thought maybe we've uh, kind of said everything we need to say and kind of run our course. We've so milked the cow for all of its worth. Jerking them teats. <laughs> but that said, we're not gonna we're not going to leave you just yet, and we're not going to leave you before we say a couple other things. We've got uh, a handful of... Uh, Kind of like bucket list movies. Yeah, double feature episodes. We might wedge in another pick six. I'm not sure, but uh, this is our last planned pick six. Now, we are going to leave the feed up for at least another year. I think so, yeah. Uh, where you can go back and re-listen to any episode you want. And, uh, you know, it's 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 a, it's a nominal fee on our part, so I may, I may kick to leave it up another year after that. I don't know. Don't know what the future holds, but for now we're 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 planning our end game, our our own little Avengers end game. Is that an accurate representation yeah, of that? Because I've never seen those movies. <laughs> was right. This is a lot of time for you to put in to make it sound like we have a really good conversation rather than <laughs> a good conversation with a lot of. Let's redo that again. Yeah. Or, uh, the, the machine cut out or. 
uh, it just or dropped. we can't put that or, joke out for people to yeah, actually you hear. Yeah, you can't hear that. We can't, <laughs> no one can hear that except for us. Um, I'm not saying it felt like homework, but it was just one of those things where this has been fun. And we can always hang out and still watch movies and drink beer. <laughs> we just won't be recording it. That's <laughs> way less work. <laughs> and uh, sucks to, for you to put a, a finer guys, point on it. We are uh, getting back into our uh, Dungeons and Dragons game, so we want to focus a little more on that. Yeah, we too. focus on the important things. Uh, There's people listening to this going, um, really? So. Uh, and half of you listening play in that game, so don't even sweat. We're not going yeah. anywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so we thought a, a, a good pick six to leave you with, for you pick six fans, is a final shot. Yeah, final shot. Kind of final scene thing. You'd never guess, though. But um, uh, since this is possibly our last pick six, oh, I have clips for each one. Oh, I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> I knew you weren't. Uh, what the? Oh, okay. It would appear I might have gone off my not drinking diet when I did this one. Oh. <laughs> I don't did know. fall off the wagon? Um, not really. <laughs> no, they're, mine are mostly like their last. It might be 30 or 40 seconds, but it's a shot. It's not like a whole last scene. Yeah, mine typically, I think outside of one, is like the last image and maybe the last lead up to it. Lead up to it. Yeah, that's kind of what mine are. So without further ado, why don't I go with my number six? Okay. Dear Mr. Vernon, we accept the fact that we had to sacrifice a whole Saturday in detention for whatever it was we did wrong. But we think you're crazy to make us write an essay telling you who we think we are. And you see us as you want to see us. In the simplest terms, with the most convenient definitions. But what we found out is that each one of us is a brain. And an athlete. And a basket case. A princess. And a criminal. Does that answer your question? Sincerely yours, The Breakfast Club. Don't, 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 so what's really funny is as the outro of that song there was playing i kept telling nathan like just let it roll a little bit it'd be fun to use that as the outro music for the episode and he was like that's the end of the clip <laughs> i was like oh okay it was the best cleanest clip but it also <laughs> what's funnier still is that's also my number six is it yeah. okay good i, was I have wondering, as... i wasn't even thinking about whether or not we were going to have um, i mean do you think after five years of doing the show we'd probably yeah, we'd probably <laughs> cross the streams once maybe twice i don't know how you have it listed or if you have it listed i have it listed as john bender's fist pump at the end of the breakfast yeah. club yeah because that's i mean it's just that lock freeze frame too mm-hmm. and um, he's kind of in silhouette yeah not not all not the way completely but, yeah. but kind of in silhouette but it's just of all the coming of age flicks in its weight class i think the breakfast club is is a consistent knockout and we never talked about this movie in a double feature because i think we've brought it up like five or three six or times. i was gonna say at least three or four yeah. in pick six is most likely yeah so it was like we've kind of covered almost all the ground when you, or you said we are i think we've covered a lot of ground on, on that movie we may not have a lot to talk about if we were to pair it with another john hughes movie and no. i was like yeah you're probably right it's just that pitch perfect slice of you know anxiously sweet silliness of of being not quite an adult or, or a kid, you know, in that movie. Knowing like knowing that shit's fucked up, but yeah. you don't know why, kinda. I don't I don't know what it says about me. Like I know I've I've read some articles recently that they're like, You're not supposed to, as an adult, you're not supposed to side with the kids in the Breakfast Club. You're also not supposed to side with fucking Vernon either. No. <laughs> But you're also not supposed to side with Ferris. You're supposed to more side with Rooney. But I don't. I mean, I, the kids. I get it. Like it, you're the kinda, breaking rules. But it's they're kind of whiny. Yeah. But it's also like yeah, they're fucking sixteen or seventeen. You know, and it's a movie. You know, and these authority version. fingers are kind of assholes. Yeah, <laughs> or are assholes. Yeah, and <laughs> I'd love to see what life was like Monday morning at Shermer High, <laughs> Shermer Illinois. Yeah, six zero six two. Right. Like, um. Yeah, I just, yeah. I, I don't know if it would be a pessimistic thing. Like, if, if they all walked in there and they had formed their own new clique, 
you know, or if they just literally fell back in the ranks. I or, honestly believe they fell back in their that's own ranks. The pessimist if, in me. if they even came close to making any sort of change, it would not have been in front of I mean, of at least Andy and John both got to finger bang Claire and Allison. <laughs> at least once. I mean, she broke complete character and, like, did the double-duty makeover, quote-unquote, ugly girl into pretty girl. I liked her way better as the weird goth chick than yeah. after Claire made her. Claire did it. I liked, I liked her better before that, but... Claire did it. So you got to think she at least probably... They at least got the second base of both of them. Yeah, at least over the clothes. Like maybe, maybe under the shirt. Maybe even maybe even that <laughs> night because it was just early, over the shirt. It was, it, it was, was early afternoon when they got out. Wasn't well, so, it a Saturday? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever go to Saturday school? Not that I recall. Oh, I did one time. It was just not, one. Just one. And it was only a half day. It doesn't seem like you would have just gone to one, Travis. Well, I had detentions, but Saturday school was reserved for like the real fuck ups. Yeah, the, the Brock Stevix of the world. <laughs> Those kind of folks, they did it. They had a permanent chair assigned reserved seating. I was just in there. One I see time. Brock etching his name into the back of his chair, but the R is backwards. Right? He's, yeah, he's a failure of the. He'll <laughs> say it's cool, but he's just <laughs> like corn. He's just yeah, Bork. The system just failed him. We call him Bork, actually. <laughs> I'm sure he's loving all this yeah. right now. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I uh, I've always loved the Breakfast Club. Yeah, um, and I I literally just watched it a few weeks ago, and I was like, all right, I'm going to try to watch it through the. You're not supposed to side with the kids, and I'm like, okay, some of it's a little saccharine, and holy fuck, he brought a gun to school, Jesus Christ, you couldn't get that movie made today, and yeah. it wouldn't be played off like it is, you know, kind of just tossed off here and played almost played for a laugh toward the end. Oh, it was. I mean, not this has nothing to do with what you're talking about, but it was good segue. Uh, but <laughs> regarding guns and shooting. Um, watching Ron Howard's movie Parenthood uh-huh. and Steve Martin's oldest son, who's had a lot of emotional issues. I don't know when the last time you may or may not have watched it. 89. Okay. They play off the fact that whether or not they loved him enough is whether or not he either addressed them and being graduating college and and give, being you know giving the speech at, at graduation or if he wasn't loved enough he was up in the clock tower hey. shooting i'm like whoa this would not fly today yeah man at all Ouchie. it's a joke here watching it now it's like oh, oh that's that's not cool man yeah that does not age well so nice segue <laughs> Into my number five. Shot yourself. Yes, but it's okay. Marla, look at me. I'm really okay. Trust me. Everything's gonna be fine. You met me at a very strange time in my life. I wasn't sure where you wanted this one to to stop either, but I was at least going to let him get through asking where is my mind before I stop the clip. <laughs> Fucking love that song. It is awesome. Took me uh, just a second, and I was like, okay, that's Ed Norton. Okay, it's the Pixies. Okay, it's Fight Club. Yeah. Um, it's nothing like watching an act of domestic terrorism with your uh, manic pixie dream girl while trying <laughs> to keep your brains from leaking out of the hole in your cheek. <laughs> You know, I've seen that movie one time. Really? In 1999, like when it right as soon as it, as, as soon as it was available on VHS. You I don't. Di- a very I don't. Strange time in my life. I don't dislike it. I, no, I, you I just really, haven't gotten. Really I don't around. know. I don't know why. Uh, you know why? I'm afraid it won't hold up. I think. Oh, it does. Partly it does it? Well. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's Fincher. It is not even Fincher. Twenty years later, it's so earlier it's Fincher. Funny you you pick this. This has kind of been on my brain lately. I don't know why. I've, Ed Norton's. Well, I know, I know. Part of the reason Ed Norton's popped up. I watched Glass Onion recently. Yeah, where someone said Ed Norton basically plays Ed Norton. 
Um, and then I saw a clip of Ed Norton, Fincher, and Brad Pitt at an award show somewhere. And Ed Norton was basically saying, like, we want to thank you guys. We made this we made this kick-ass fucking movie or whatever about the exact thing that you're giving us right now or something like that. And I was like, yeah, but you're still standing at the podium, bro. <laughs> and then I got to thinking, like, who makes it take longer? Fincher or Brad? No, Fincher or Ed Norton? Who's... Who who draws out the work more? Because they're both notoriously like, Fincher. You think so? Oh yeah. Do you think they fed off of each other doing that? Possibly. Because, like they, they it was really just, just early enough in in Norton's career, probably. But I don't know the first thing he did. But I, I, Fincher I, was notoriously known even then for like do it again. Yep. Do it again. And now that he has the ability to shoot everything digitally, it's like, is this? ever going to end yeah. until you get the scene that you want, you know, is he, <laughs> or the take you that you want. A, is he, like, on the spectrum, Fincher? Is, do you I think would, it would not surprise me. Like, I don't mean that as a slight or yeah, it wouldn't to, surprise to knock me. it. Like, it, that sounds no, like that sort of that focusing. Trying to focus so hard in that perfection. Yeah. But, I don't know, maybe. That's clearly never been Kubrick a problem Kubrick was also me. known for just doing take after take after sure. take after take. Drove uh, Shelley Duvall nuts. Yeah. Um... But the end of Fight Club, where they're just standing there holding hands, watching all of the buildings, like, perfectly timed, just blow up. That movie was apparently supposed to – I think it was the book as well because it's been a while since I've read the book. The ending from the book is different than the movie. Right. And Chuck Palahniuk likes the ending of the movie better. (laughs) That does happen too. I know – I remember reading things like that every once in a while like – I think uh, King liked the ending of The Mist that Darabont did for the movie was even darker than what <laughs> he did for his short story. Okay. Like, you know, things like that where sometimes the the original author goes, man, why didn't I think of that? And so, but I think the movie was supposed to take place in, like, I think it was Delaware because I think that's where a lot of the credit card companies exist. Wilmington, and I think Delaware. Yeah, actually. and I think they were trying to destroy the economy in that manner. Sure. I think that's what they were trying to do with the movie. But it's just I just love how you see the film kind of stuck kind of and then you see a penis for split second. Just a split second. <laughs> Although this clip that I have did not have that or the frame rate wasn't right in YouTube to get it. <laughs> Which is possible. also possible. Yeah. But we yeah. have Fight Club. I might try to watch that tonight. <sighs> I probably won't. <laughs> but you'll say it, right? We'll, we'll end up watching a couple episodes of The Rockford Files. Jamie will fall asleep. I'll turn on uh, an episode of The Last Drive-In that I've seen three or four times. Fall asleep myself. <laughs> but hope springs eternal. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's great number five. Uh, my number five is a movie from a movie we have talked about ad nauseum. Since, almost since day one, we've done a... Uh, a double feature episode, well, half of a double epi- a double feature episode about it. My number five is the uh, the full <laughs> pull back out into the solar system retreat at the end of the Burbs. Oh, that is good. I never even thought about it's that because it's it's the it mirrors the beginning. It's a great mirror image of the beginning where it's you're almost it's almost like, and I I doubt he was doing this, but just pulling you in as like you're an alien race and you're like okay here's here's a week in the life of these people at mayfield place there you go okay and then that's it nothing more to see that's did you like it thanks for stopping by and it was it's a great way to incorporate the universal logo in it too since that there were two like i think you know what the other greatest uh universal that same thing is Waterworld. They show you the universal oh, and it that's melts right. into the globe. Yeah, yeah. All the ice caps yeah. melt or whatever. Polar. Yeah, yeah. Side note: yeah. I've read a thing recently. Actually, last night. Um, do you know how high sea levels will rise if the ice caps all melted? Not as high as you think. Two hundred and twelve feet. So long, Mississippi <laughs> and Florida. But it means that bad. <laughs> I mean, it is America's wang. It's America's wang and. Mississippi's kind of like America's, like... Nether region. <laughs> well, you ever go, like, like... We live in Tennessee. Yeah. There's still a lot of rural places. <laughs> you drive by a place on your way to, like, I don't know, 
like I've never been here before. And you're like, oh, that is an old, that's like a 90 year old shed that clearly they don't keep anything in. And it's just rickety and falling apart. And the roof has got holes in it and it's leaning. But it's still there. But it's still there. That's Mississippi. <laughs> Not really useful. <laughs> in a post-apocalyptic world, you probably wouldn't go in there because there wouldn't be anything in there to salvage. No. Yeah. God knows there's no books. <laughs> At least they changed their flag. Finally. It only took a, a long time. Just a shade over two centuries. All right. All right. Um, so that's, <laughs> that's my number five is the uh, solar system pullout fade uh, from the burbs. What's your clip for number four? Ready? Ready? Indy! Henry! Follow me! I know the way! Ha! Got lost in his own museum, huh? Uh-huh. After you, Junior. Yes, sir. Ha! You literally get to watch your heroes ride into the sunset, in yeah. this, and that's the last frame that you see, and it goes And it should on. have been the last frame yeah, of Indy we saw. Yeah, it should have been. Um, and the like two-thirds of the credit, we watched it not too terribly long ago again. It's and just I, them riding. It's them it? riding, and I, like two-thirds of the credit is just them going back, and then you kinda, it kind of zooms a bit or shifts, but it's the same shot, and then eventually it fades. But they I mean, ride they were, off into the like for a while, like insane. ride, keep riding. <laughs> you can see probably the guys on the radio keep going, <laughs> keep going. This is crazy. I've been and riding this horse for thirteen minutes. I mean, the to <laughs> time it too with the sun coming down is just that shot is magnificent. No, I, yeah, I. That's so good. But yeah, that's my that's my number four is Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. We, we've never did. No, we only did Raiders. We should probably try to wedge in Temple of Doom somewhere. I'd really like to talk about Temple of Doom before we before we mothball this fucker. <laughs> before we put this bitch into dry dock. We may not get to it for a while. I don't know. You'd have to tell me what you'd we'll, want to pair I'll, it with. I'll look at the I'll look at the list. I'll look at the list. And we'll <laughs> we'll give you a bit of a rundown of what's coming up for the for the wind down here. We know what's on the list and then we know if we have to wedge a few more in. We have the time. It's just or we have the yeah, the well, network the network hasn't given us any sort of outdate. We're just this is self imposed <laughs> cancellation. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a that's Podbean a is not telling us. By the way, you yeah. guys need to wrap it up. You suck. Yeah. <laughs> your download numbers your, are horrible. Your fifty dollars a year is just not worth it. Yeah, <laughs> um, that is a very happy. It is final shot, arousing. Well, the music makes it rousing, and it's just. Oh, yeah. And it was them in 1989 going like, this is it. No yeah. more Indiana Jones. You know, Jones. we only do trilogies Yeah, back in the 80s until... Oh, I've don't. got another divorce to pay for. Shit. Let's, let's drag Indy out of the nursing home. Has he had his pudding? Good. Okay. Let's, no, let's run, the, let's run him through the De Niro filter. Did you give him chocolate or vanilla pudding? Depends. He doesn't know the AC. difference. It's fine. No, that's a good one. I like that. Mine uh, is the other side of that coin, and it's the flat desolate silhouette of what I guess you could call the William Money Estate at the end of Unforgiven. Oh, but it's still kind of a similar shot because it's the, it's a sunset it's, 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 and he's yeah. working his farm. And oh, that's he, a good final shot. Just, I never even thought about that one. That one's it, really good. And then it crossfades and he's not there anymore. Yeah. Uh, and it, hold, it doesn't hold for nearly as long did as... Did he die or did he move on with his kids? Oh, I think he took the money and ran. How much money did he actually? I don't know if did it he wasn't have, a ton, but it was enough. Much. It was enough to get, you know, yeah. a new start somewhere. And being a pig farmer, was he even a pig farmer? He just had a couple of pigs. And you attend to them pigs and look after your sister, right? But like that's where he kind of that. Not to get esoteric, but that little homestead is where he like put whatever he was before behind him to rest and, right yeah and became whatever sort of half man he was trying yeah. to be yeah and then it was like oh okay it's kind of a purgatory 
It you is. Think about it. Yeah. And then he got whatever his, I won't say redemption by any means, but whatever he needed to get his leg up and get his kids out of there in the life that I kind of hope. Honestly, my what I think would would fit the story would be he got them somewhere a little better and they had a nice little working class life life and you know and way down the line one of their ancestors became clint eastwood (laughs) and then he made a movie about his uh i wouldn't say wouldn't say progeny (laughs) his ancestor right uh, anyway, yeah, the uh, the last shot of Unforgiven. That's beautiful. The music is very is there kind of is, that, that somber. I can't. Too. We should probably try to wedge that one in too. But um, I can't. And we've talked about that one a lot too. So probably not, not. too. Well, I don't know how much we've actually talked about it, but we've talked about adding it. And I don't know if there's anything wrong with that movie. No, not really. Like you go back and you watch. You know what's wrong with it is the fact that I didn't like it when I was. Um, younger 18 17 when i saw it i fucking loved it man because i wasn't yet on that level i went and saw that with my my girlfriend and her parents and i was not yet a clint eastwood western guy not completely or i remember watching the other ones and i was just that movie for my age at the time i was probably like 16 17 i think I I, i was probably almost a little too adult for me i remember the 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 uh TV trailers for it. They kind of tried to play it more as like uh, Western because yeah. they had that. Well, you just shot an unarmed man. Yeah. He should have armed himself. They really edited that clip. And I remember we were eating dinner in the living room because we're Americans and we were watching TV because, again, we're Americans. And, you know, you just shot an unarmed man. He should have armed I'm himself. So and my dad fell out laughing because my dad loves him some Westerns. Right. And, uh, when you watch that movie in context, that's not a laughing line, though. <laughs> not really. No. Not really, no. I mean, I, I smirk it, yeah, it's, because it's, it's, a, like, it's, it's a cold-blooded thing to say to a motherfucker before you pop a cap in his ass. Correct. But it's uh, it's not ha-ha funny. It's just no. like, that's badass yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't remember never not liking Unforgiven. Um, it just grew on me over time, like I said. I mean, it's just, it, it, it has more gravitas each time I go back to watch it. Because it's not... Yeah, the older you get. Yeah. yeah, but it's not one where you're like, man, I really am in like a good mood today. I want to... want to fuck that up? I want to shave about 20% off of that good mood. Let me pop in Unforgiven. <laughs> but, but if I want to watch a really good fucking movie and an Eastwood movie, it's probably going to be Unforgiven. Right, I'm not it. the biggest Eastwood fan. Not known for his range. No. Though I would like to watch Pink Cadillac. I've never seen that. That's not a, That's been a, a euphemism. While. That has been a while. So, yeah, the William Money Estate. That's my number four. Hey, wait a minute. You didn't see the fours out there, did you? The fours? No. Oh, good. For a moment there, I thought we were in trouble. It's uh, been a few years since I saw Butch and Sundance. I watched it probably two months ago, month and a half it's ago. It's a great fucking movie. It's got some pacing issue. It's got a sixty nine. I was going to say it's sixty nine pacing issue. Seventy man. years ago. Um, sixty eight. Uh, well, either way, whatever year it was released, I can't remember. Um, was it not like? It was the anti-Western. Absolutely. Because it Westerns are so to, non-traditional because in that, the Western to, I mean, sense. fucking True Grit came out that year, too, right? Or uh, 68 or 69. Uh, yeah, I believe so. But, and, uh, yeah, it, it, but it was... But True a, Grit, in a way, was kind of an anti-Western, because yeah. they killed John Wayne. Mm. No, no, they don't. They That's don't. the Searchers. Yeah. No? No, it's not the That's Searchers. That's the Cowboys. Yes. And the Shootist. And the Shootist. Okay. Which is like the last one he made or yeah. something like that. Um, Very different from the first one he made, though, too. Yeah, vastly. Sorry, <laughs> but no, I, I I rewatched this. I don't know, less than two months ago, and I was still all in because I still love the movie. Yeah, and I love their chemistry together. But I love that. I love that it, line. I was thinking about that line the other day. You didn't see LaFour's out there, did you? No. Good, good. For a moment there, I thought, I thought we, we were in trouble. trouble. <laughs> uh-huh. 
again, not haha funny, but, but like but, we're yeah, fucked. That's a, we're fucked. I'm le- okay, buddy. Uh, I'll see you on the other side. I'm yeah. gonna leave you with a joke. Here we go. But I just love how the movie opens in that sepia tone. And it's and almost it like closes pulpy in the snapshots, yeah. right? Yeah. It's been a few years. Yeah. And so what was even more interesting is while we were watching it, um, Lisa was uh, watching it as well. And she was like, did this movie win some awards for like cinematography or something? And I'm like, you know, I'm not sure. I do know it won the award for best original screenplay. I don't know if it did for cinematography, but it's very possible. I looked it up. Yep. She was. Did Redford direct that? No. Okay. Um, I'm. Kill myself now. That I can't think of. The, Don't do that. Name. That's not necessary. I know it's excessive. I can't think of the name of the director at, the, at this. And was it shot in Spain or was it? Um, no, most of it was in the U.S. Okay. Um, so the stuff a, that shot that so was shot in Spain was hamburger western. Right. It wasn't spaghetti exactly. Um, or would that have been western shot in Germany? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a sauerkraut western. Right. That's very true. That seems more appropriate. Um, but no, uh, the the film won for and won for cinematography. She was like, "There's been a lot of really creative and innovative like shots and and, and things like that." I'm like, "Yeah, I can tell you the DP was Connor Adele Hall. That okay. one I do remember, but I can't think of. I have no uh, choice but to take you at your word. Yeah, <laughs> sure, sure it was. George Roy Hill was the director. He did The Sting as well." He's been thinking about the about that the entire time Shut we've been talking. Your face, I, I and know. you are correct. <laughs> and Nathan does this thing. I'm sure you guys have figured it out over the last five years. When he's trying to think of whatever it is, he will talk and talk and talk in circles. Until, and then hopefully I'll get there, or I'm like, no, nope, it's not he, happening. And then he hasn't heard a word I've said for the last three or five minutes. Were you and talking? Then, and then he'll go. It was George Roy Hill. I'm like, do you? Okay, don't worry. I'll get it <laughs> it's, when no, I it's fine. when I re-listen to the podcast. Then I'll hear what you said. Uh, <laughs> that's great. I want to. I want to watch Butch and Sundance. And again, it's Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. I'm Correct. Sure, you guys know that. Which was that sixty eight or sixty nine? Did we figure that I out? Think it was sixty eight. Either way, it pretty well closes out the decade of the sixties. Nope, sixty nine. Sixty nine. Okay, yeah, properly closes <laughs> out the decade of the sixties. <laughs> nice. <laughs> See, that's where you plug in sixty nine, dudes. <laughs> uh, my number three <laughs> uh, opened the sixties. And, um, well, it's the Norman slash mother skull oh. over imposition at the end of Psycho. When That's he, good. He drops his head just a little bit and he looks through you, but he sees all of you. Like that is, again, talk about a movie kind of not holding up pacing wise. Cause yeah. Psycho's arguably one of the first modern horror movies. Yeah. Um, and it's still fucking some of the, the the scenes that are supposed to be scary are still fucking scary. Yeah, it's just. Um, but getting there sometimes is a little. It's just it's a it takes it's, some time. it's a product of its time. Yeah, but that shot fucking holds to this day. Like it's still it's eerie, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony Perkins, I don't know how much plus or minus he had on like, oh, I should do this. It'll look crazy or or whatever. But the way he just. He's kind of smiling, but he's he's batshit crazy, man. He's talking to himself. Yeah. Uh, what I have here. here and I he's Norman. He's mother. She's Norman. She's mother. <laughs> she is he, and he is she, and she's a fucking skull. <laughs> Tried to go, I am the walrus. Cuckoo, cuckoo. <laughs> nice. In a lesser time, it would set up a sequel, which in an odd way, it kind of did. What like twenty seven years later? Which they, I'm not or saying twenty three. I'm or, not saying Hitchcock intended for that, right. but it easily could have. And yeah. they did. Psycho two is not bad. I'd have to find a place to watch it. Uh, Amazon or Shutter. Huh. It's actually kind of ahead of its time hmm. for being 1986, I believe. That was eighty three. Yeah, I was going to say I thought it was early eighties. Uh, take out. It's a better sequel than Jaws two. I'll say that, which is a fun sequel. Just, it's hard to compare it to the original. Well, just because, right? Exactly, yeah, yeah. because they're just both so the groundbreaking. Yeah, yeah. But if you if you consider Psycho two as just a modern horror movie, you have to it 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 more touches the source material, and then waiting twenty three years, <clears throat> excuse me, actually kind of helps. The tone is very different because you're going from nineteen sixty, you know, code shit. Like it was salacious to show her in a bra and a toilet, yeah, 
compared to you see full frontal nudity you can't of, show that of uh what jennifer tilly's the younger toilet. sister and compared to Psycho 2, when you see full frontal nudity of Jennifer Tilly's sister, it plays. It's a, Psycho 2 is a great sequel, and I'm not talking about Psycho 2. I'm talking about the last shot of Psycho. <laughs> that effect looks... What? Yeah, that effect of the skull is still... I think it's got to be practical. Oh, yeah. It was just probably two different but it, shots that it they merged looks almost, together. It looks almost animated. And oh, it's yeah. Fucking creepy. It is kind of creepy in and that way. It still holds. It still plays. And that's my... That's a good three. final shot. And that's my number three. To hold on to that creepiness, Not too. even going to hurt this fly. Not even hurt you this look fly. lost. I do? Where are you headed? Well, I was just about to figure that out. Well, that's 83 South. And this road here will hook you up with I-40 East. Um, if you turn right, that'll take you to Amarillo, Flagstaff... California. And if you head back that direction, you'll find a whole lot of nothing all the way to Canada. I got it. All right, then. Good luck, cowboy. Thank you. You've got mail, right? No. Who is it? Castaway. Yeah, you've got mail. He works for FedEx. <laughs> dick. I've never had a FedEx employee be that fucking dedicated to me getting my fucking package, I'll tell you that. It was the one that kind of kept him, kept his hope alive, I believe. That one package that had the painted, um, like, angel wings or whatever. I've on never that seen package. it. I've really? Seen it. No. It's such a fucking cultural touchstone. I feel like I know enough about it that I get the gist of it. Yeah. Uh, Seeing it at the time it was released, it was like... He pees in that, doesn't he? What? He has to pee in that movie. Tom Hanks pees in that movie. Oh, I'm sure he does. It's been a few years since I've watched it. I can't tell you if he peed specifically in it, but yes, I'm sure he probably did. I'm like, what are you talking about? Peed in what? (laughs) Uh, the box? The I guy. actually I walked into my ex girlfriend's grandparents' house not long after this had come out, and they were watching it, and I literally saw the end, and I was like, "That's a fucking bummer." She didn't. Helen Hunt didn't wait on it, and I'm like, "You know what? It, it, that's exactly something Helen Hunt would do." Fuck her. You go. You take I forty. Actually, no. You go up there to Canada, and you find yourself a nice girl from the North Country. That's what you do. Well, the girl he was talking to is not Helen Hunt, just so you're wondering. I know that. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's it's an interesting juxtaput just no, oh, I can't even say that. I'm not even gonna worry about it. It's just an interesting view on how this completely changed his life. Sure. As and, it would. As it would. But it's it's about the hopes that kept you alive and wanting to get back, but then those that had to move on at the same time. Exactly. And what I love... I'm sure that's happened in the history of humanity at least Right. And I I love the trivia about the movie, how they shot the first half and then they had to take a year off and he lost all of the weight. What did he do while he was losing the weight? He did something. 
he may have, but I can't remember off the top of my head. I know that Zemeckis shot another movie in the midst of that's the what first, it was. Yeah, and Zemeckis did um, uh, What Lies Beneath with Harrison Ford and Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm-hmm. He did that horror, you know, kind of movie. And so, you know, what's fucking sad about today? Hmm. They would just digitally thin him up. Maybe there is the more there is that possibility they would just do that. How much? How much did it cost? halt production of a movie like that oh i don't know and sure then, i'm sure I'm they sure i'm sure he had some sort of retainer that he was paid while he was off for the year not eating you know we need you to grow your beard out that's how we stop got, eating that, that's how we got the diabetes <laughs> is it i think so oh, oh. uh sorry i did i'm turning into an old man yeah. earlier this morning just for five minutes i stood on my front porch and i yelled at children playing in the street <laughs> Were you in your lawn chair? Oh. I was in my bathrobe drinking a cup of coffee, <clears throat> smoking a cigar. <clears throat> Soccer ball came into my yard. You know what I did? Fuck you, Wilson, and kicked it back out? No, I kept it. Oh. This is mine. I keep it now. It's in my yard. <laughs> Punks. What I love about- I didn't, I didn't really do uh, that. Yeah, you don't seem like someone to actually do that, but- I don't want to go outside. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? What is this, Outside? Fuck you what's outside. great? What's great about the movie in the final shot is he's he's literally at the crossroads of his life mm-hmm. because he's got four different ways to go, and he's just delivered that package, the one that kind of kept a bit of his hope alive, and it's just he just sits there and he kind of stands in the middle and kind of looks around and then looks back at where the lady he was just talking to and just went, maybe I need to go that way. At least that's how I read it. It's open ended, so you don't know. But sure. you think that's what he's thinking. It's artistic. And that's what I like about how they end that film is just he's at the literal crossroads. Yeah. It's at night, correct? It, no, it's right in the middle of the day. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Maybe you should watch it once. Yeah. Nah. It's Tom Hanks, man. I know how it ends. The butler did it. He was flying the plane and he crashed it. <laughs> so what's your number two, <laughs> butthole? It's your... <laughs> the weird 30-year-old waterlogged corpse of Jason Voorhees dragging Alice down into the lake at the end of Friday the 13th. That is creepy, man. Is that your number two, literally? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's so fucking tacked on. and bon- it, It's what sets up basically... Kind of like everything else. A major pillar of 80s horror. Of a Mount Rushmore head for sure of eighties horror. Inexpensive movies making a fair amount of money and and well, releasing no. a one every year for well, Paramount. So yeah, well, fran- yeah. franchising yeah, it yeah. out because Absolutely. they had no intention. I don't think initially of doing that. They were just going to make a one off slasher, and they made a great one off slasher. That was great all time twist. You know, oh, it's the mother. Cool. Yeah, and then she escapes at the end, and, and, and then it's nineteen eighty. He died in 1955. So he. It, I, what is so crazy is that, like, 80s audiences were. Maybe they were just all fucking so coked out. They were just like. They didn't care. But how inexplicable. Like, that's what. Is he supernatural? What is he? Why does he come out of the water? Why is he naked? If he's supernatural, I mean, I guess. Only, fuck you, part, only partly. I mean, you only see the top half of him. Um, the other half got eaten by the piranhas. I remember the first time I I hadn't seen the first one. Uh, I saw them out of order because you don't need to see those movies. Anymore. You don't. There's not a narrative the first, structure for the, the first one and two. Kind of back to back, heartedly make an attempt, but then all of a sudden a year later he rockets into being potato sack. Which he's like now a thirty-year-old woolly man living in the woods with a bag on his head. I'm potato sack. Like, it almost makes you want to rewind it, and you're like, "What the fuck? How does that?" Don't worry about it. Just what's part three about? Oh, okay, which is kind of why part three is my favorite. Um, but it, the image is there. It's I mean, it's an iconic. In, yeah, yeah. It's an iconic. You know, in, in, at least in the world of horror, and in, to some degree in larger cinema, but. That's my number two. Is uh, oh, it's number two. All right, <laughs> child Jason corpse dragging Alice out of the canoe at the end of Friday the Thirteenth. What's your number one? 
get busy living or get busy dying. That's goddamn right. For the second time in my life, I'm guilty of committing a crime. Parole violation. Of course, I doubt they'll toss up any roadblocks for that. Not for an old crook like me. Fort Hancock, Texas, please. I find I'm so excited I can barely sit still a whole of thought in my head. I think it's the excitement only a free man can feel. A free man at the start of a long journey whose conclusion is uncertain. I hope I can make it across the border. I hope to see my friend and shake his hand. I hope the Pacific is as blue as it has been in my dreams. And that's when they would fast forward through all the commercials so TNT could show it again. (laughs) (laughs) Rather than letting you linger on that happy moment and how big and grand that beach and the blue ocean is and the blue sky and the friends reunite again. That's that's Frank Darabont too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I fucking love his work. He, He He gets credit. I don't think he gets as much credit. As he deserves? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Shawshank Redemption is... I mean, you can't miss when you got good material. Yeah. But it but, helps to have Morgan Freeman. Yeah. I mean, Tim Robbins is no slouch. No. Um, this was the one, like, where you see the ending, and it's so satisfying. And when you're younger, you're just like, yeah, it's so good. And then the older you get, then you're like, I'm not going to cry at the end. I'm not going to cry at the end. I'm not going to cry at the end when the friends finally reunite. I'm not, I'm not going <laughs> to, but it's just so beautiful with the, that friendship that he, that they cultivated in prison. just prison. Yeah. And, and it's just that the Pacific washes away their past. And I think that, in and of itself is like the perfect movie ending when you're wanting a happy ending and the well, villains it's, it's, get what they deserve. Yep. Oftentimes in King's books and stories, the villains often get it's the a good it's, comeuppance, but it's the payoff too of a lot of times in movies. I'm trying to, I'm struggling to think of one. Someone's been promising something. When we get out of here, we're going to do this. And you get there, and there is no... It never happens. Yeah. Yeah. Or it doesn't exist. Or it's just another job. But Andy's yeah. been talking about this island or this beach. Say Wataneo or whatever. And this boat yeah. that yeah. he's going to fix up. And, you know, you could probably, as you're watching the movie, think about, okay, it's just something to hang on to when you're in prison. Hope. And then, yeah. Hope. Yeah. yeah. It's way better than a FedEx package. <laughs> um, but... Uh, he gets there, and it's literally the payoff of that. It's not a pipe dream. And it's not an oversell. It's just yeah. sold the way he wanted it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's... It's taking forever to restore that boat, though, it seems like. <laughs> like, shouldn't you be I'm done just, with that? Sure. Or is this a, boat number two? I'm sure there's a fair bit of just jerking off whatever he wants because he's not in prison anymore. <laughs> Got to be careful around sand, though. Oh, God. He'll sand it On off. On the beach? Grind be off, careful. Grind off a couple of inches. I uh, saw Cracked.com has been making a resurgence, at least in my feed. Have they? Some oh. interesting, hey, did you ever notice this kind of shit? And one of them was like movie, I think it called them plot holes. And I to the point where some of these articles and like things that you notice, they're like little blurbs, right? Little memes. It's like, how old are the people writing this? Because it's called suspension of disbelief, right? Right. If you're going to, like, how often are you going to pick this apart? Yeah. And that's coming from Nathan, folks. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) The one that they did for Shawshank was, like, who put the poster back up on the wall? Well, he didn't take it down. Well, he had to get out somehow. Yeah. He lifts it up. It hangs down. It's connected at the top. Oh. 
So I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah. Jeez. But they also made it. They, Anything they, else? They, they, you think after 30 <laughs> years of shakedowns, the amount of time it would have taken him to tunnel out, they never noticed. They never, like. They never looked? Yeah. Because they were, he was and here's saving the, the money. It's a movie. <laughs> Written by a man who wrote a book about an alien spider clown. Can you not make a jump that, come on. I think that he should rename his book Alien Spider Clown. <laughs> That's what that producer wanted to call it. Just re-release it. Alien Spider Clown from Neptune. King, what was it? King needs some more money. What was so. that What was it that that dipshit wanted to call Back to the Future? Moon Man from... Uh, yeah, it was horrible. Spaceman from... Venus. Venus or something just horrible. Spaceman from Venus. Need your semen. Click here. Don't do that. That's going to put some malware on your computer. I'm just letting you know. Oh, right most now. deaf, most deaf. So, yeah, that's my number one is the uh, final shot is in Shawshank Redemption. 1994. That movie is. Shut up. Almost 30 years old. I wasn't going to do a clip, but uh, I feel it would be apropos to do one last clip. So, here is the clip of, of my your clip. One. I think we should be leaving now. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. We've talked about Pulp Fiction. Uh, we should be leaving now. So many times. <laughs> it's They just... They that's like a nine minute that last that last hurrah basically is like a nine minute scene and it's got everything that that movie has in it it's got humor violence complete fucking obscenity a little bit of well it's got a lot of bit of soul right and then it's poignant at the same time because it's again he was the first guy to really like make popular the showing your film out of sequence yeah and it's a great way to end the movie because it's they're literally leaving but they do all this they you know the bank the robbery is going to happen it's a bunch of shouting it's a bunch of shit and then he fucking calms him down shuts him up gets his wallet back doesn't want the money just takes his wallet yeah the one that says bad motherfucker right and then tells the fat man to shut the fuck up Shut the fuck up, fat man. This don't concern you. <laughs> this don't concern you. And then lets him go. Yeah. And then finishes his bacon. <laughs> I don't even. I know he doesn't. He was finishing his muffin. Yes, he's uh, just eating the muffin. Want some bacon? Stand up. They take a look around. Cool as cucumbers. They walk. We should be going. They walk the fuck out. I guess a good support on those shorts for him to tuck. Put his that gun. gun in there. <laughs> yeah. I always thought that. <laughs> That, uh, but that it, metal's like, cold on my dingle-dangle. <laughs> after, after a movie like Pulp Fiction, where it's it's like... It's like something. Uh, it's like uh, almost a month has gone by since It's I like we time-traveled. Yeah. Uh, I left that in there because that was exactly when the windstorm knocked the power out in my neighborhood for... About, about three days? Two uh, days? Two. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it, was, it didn't it was come. We were we were recording on a Friday, and it didn't come back on until Saturday night. Saturday night, yeah. <laughs> it went out at like noon on Friday and didn't come on to like seven o'clock Saturday night. Yeah. Luckily, it was warmer then than it is today. Yeah. Um, so I haven't the fucking slightest clue what I was talking about, other than the, uh, they the were last cool scene as cucumbers, Pulp Fiction, and the gun falling out of his shorts and <laughs> shooting his little Barbarino. <laughs> I believe we should be going. <laughs> Indeed. Um, I, yeah, forgive the forgive the ums and ahs, gang. I don't remember. I mean, I, that was all I had to say about Pulp Fiction. That's all I got to say about that. The Forrest Gump feather. That's the same year, too. Remember when Mad TV did that thing called Gump Fiction? And yes. Was, was it him and Bubba? In the role of Vincent and Jules? That would make the most sense, but it's been so long that I... Yeah. 
Hey, just look that up. Gump fiction. You might be I'm, amused, okay. but probably not. Not you. I was telling our oh. four listeners. They would find <laughs> some sort of uh, fan fiction. Right. Quentin Tarantino's Forrest Gump. Did you have any um, like honorable mentions that you thought about putting on here, but then didn't? <sighs> the, I have two. None that I wrote down. What are yours? The two that I considered putting on here... I don't know if I regret it now or not, but either way, one was The Godfather, where you just see the door shut. Diane Keaton in the door shut. Yeah. And that's that's pretty that's a a pretty effective final shot before you get the end credits. Mm-hmm. And uh the other one was Goodfellas. <laughs> When Tommy's shooting into the camera yeah. before it cuts. What's the, is it a Cecil B. DeMille Western? Uh, it's it's one of, it's, it's I think it's called the Cowboys. You see yeah. it in the Cowboys. Uh, or not the Cowboys. You see it in uh, Tombstone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, At the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. That's an, an homage to that century wear, old piece of uh, film work. Because he doesn't wear that pork pie hat in any other scene. No, he does not. Not even in the... Oh, it's uh, it's a. I had it on. I actually had a bit of notes. It says serving as a tribute to the great train robbery is oh, what it was called. Okay, not the cowboys. The cowboys were the villains in Tombstone. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. Those are my two honorable mentions. I even thought uh, possibly of um, the Graduate, where you see, um. God, I can't even think. Uh, Elaine and... Um, Get their diplomas. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Sitting on the bus. Dustin like, Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs> Air horn. <laughs> Beach balls. Right. <laughs> uh, it's, um, I think it's Ben and Elaine. But they're sitting on the on the bus, and they have that immediate... I regret this rebellious decision that we just made. <laughs> Are we going to be any happier now that you came back for me and kept me from one wasp family to moving me to another one and now all of our parents hate each other and everything else because you fucked my mom (laughs) you know i mean it's just like uh, yeah it's no i didn't uh i don't know if i had had any last ones i didn't i didn't remember them i kind of bounced around and just went no i'll move these down maybe i'll mention them at the end because you know if, if we don't do any more pick sixes, I got to make it nine for me. Right. The last I one from feel wasted. Man. The last scene from Jaws <laughs> was always cool of them. Like hell yeah, you see them actually arrive on the beach. <laughs> that whole thing. Did you know when you watch the credits, oh, really? you see them? No shit. Yeah, that's funny. I never did watch the whole credit. Well, because I was. And it, it doesn't go very long because you know it's mid seventies, so you can get as, yeah. half as many credits as you do now. Little. I always back in the day, it was on. Uh, TNT or TBS every 15 minutes. Oh, so it gets crammed it, over and starts or over. Or they would crunch it down to yeah. a picture in picture. And so yeah. I never, and then today I just, I don't. Yeah. But I always think about after what just happened, the PTSD they must have. There's no fucking way they would willingly be in the ocean or like <laughs> have the wherewithal to like, okay, you hold here, I'll hold here, and let's both kick until we get to the shore. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, are, are kick, just- motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> Fear is a motivator. It's a well. The music plays really well, and it's a good kind of cool down. Like sure, after this intense shit that has gone down. But what's fun is if you do watch the credits all the way to the very end, you see them get out of the water. Like you see it kind of arrive, and then it fades. And but you see them make it back to uh, Amity, uh, Amity Island. So it's friendship. I almost said Nantucket because I mean, that's literally is. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, gang. Um, what a very truncated ending. <laughs> so um, abrupt that interruption. Man, yeah, right. We had a good flow going. We only had like ten minutes left, yeah, if that. Yeah, uh, I'm alright with it. We hope you guys have enjoyed uh, the Pick Six show. We have enjoyed bringing it to you. Um. We may try to cram a few more of them in, but I thought this was a fitting fitting one. Fitting. So unless there's an, we feel inspired in the process of pick six post credit shots. <laughs> <laughs> right. Tell you the first one I would do would be the first post credit shot I ever saw, which was Skeletor at the end of Masters of the Universe. Oh, that's right. I forgot there was that. Wasn't there? 
Um, anyway, uh, in the meantime, for the, at least for the next several months, you can like, follow, and share, subscribe, and all that wherever you get your podcast. Right. Uh, what's coming up next, Nathan? We got a we got a, a a kind of a post-apocalyptic double feature. Oh yes, lined yes, up. Yes, 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 yes. To start off our final season with another John Carpenter movie, like almost. I wouldn't say the John Carpenter movie, but one of the, it's top. One of the, it's my top three. One of the yeah. It'd be interesting to talk about what your other. I know what one of them is, but yeah, we'll talk about it uh, in that episode. But what what movies are they? They're going to be Escape from New York and The Road Warrior, or also known as Mad Max Two. Depending on where you saw it, what out of the <laughs> way, what, what continent you saw it on. <laughs> <laughs> they came out the same year. I didn't realize that they're both eighty one releases too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those that'll be a fun one because those were those were hard to take notes on. On what, they were. I'll, I'll tell you. We why. Ex- yeah, I expressed that <laughs> back when we were getting close to recording it. Yeah, I said, "Man, my notes might be light for both of these." You're okay. like, "That's all right." <laughs> it, it, and we'll explain. Uh, we'll explain why in the episode. But we will be back uh, next time for that. So make sure you get all the guzzling and uh, cigarettes you can. <laughs> we will see you next time for Escape from New York and The Road Warrior. Until then, stay off the moors. Six Pack Double Feature is a Copec Media production. You can like and follow them on Facebook at Six Pack Double Feature Podcast and on Instagram at Six Pack Double Feature. They aren't on Twitter because Twitter is dumb. <laughs>